Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Crash Course Podcast. I'm Cody, host for today, and shortly I'm going to be joined by Big Randy, fresh off his move to Denver, Colorado. Today we're going to be discussing a tight little piece of property located on Hilton Head Island, and that's Harbortown Golf Links. This 1967 Pete Dye designed golf course has played host to the RBC Heritage on the PGA Tour since 1969. Randy's been fortunate enough to go out there and play a couple times, and today he's here to share his experiences with all of us. As always, the Crash Course Podcast and Crash Course Video Series is presented by Cooper Tires, and our friends at Cooper Tires have an option they want you to know about. It is the Cooper Discoverer Enduramax. The Enduramax tire has enhanced durability thanks to technology from Cooper's off-road truck tires. This means drivers can tackle any road condition with a smooth, quiet ride. The Enduramax is packed with cut and chip resistant tread technology. That helps you combat poor road conditions that try to chew up your tires. Light truck belts have been integrated into the design, helping to improve strength and overall driver handling. If you drive an XUV, you need this tire. All Cooper tires are backed by a limited warranty, a 45-day test drive warranty, and select products are backed by a Treadwear mileage warranty, helping to give you the confidence on the road. For complete product and warranty details, please visit www.coopertires.com or www.coopertires.ca. Big Randy, what's going on, buddy? Nothing, Cody. Good morning. Uh, thrilled to be here. Uh, I'm out here in Denver trying to get settled in. Um, yeah, just uh, an honor to be on here. And I'm excited to talk about this, uh, this course today. Was this the last course you played before you moved? It is, yeah. Which, you know, weird, weird last one or special last one. You know, I feel a little guilty it wasn't Jack's Beach. But, you know, I'll, I'll get back to, to Jack's Beach many times through the years. Um, but yeah, got up, family was in, was in Hilton head, went up for a few days and, uh, had the chance to play Harbor town golf links. I understand and know how close Jack's beach is to your heart, but I think the round that you had around Harbor town, I mean, that's special playing with family, especially your family. It, it doesn't get any better than that. No, it's, it's, a uh, it's a great course. You know, it's, it's the type of course where it just feels important and feels special. Uh, and I got to walk around with my brother-in-law, Eric Goodman, uh, always a pleasure. He's, he's a sicko golfer in his own right. And so, uh, we had a great day out there. Yeah. It was, the weather couldn't have been better and, um, I'll get into it, but man, what, what a nice walk it is. No, I completely agree. And, And you know, me coming and sitting there from the cheap seats could not be more tickled when you asked if you could put the entire round up on Instagram live. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, we kind of bounce back and forth and managing all the different social accounts. And TC and I usually are the ones who have Instagram kind of on lockdown. Big asked if he could put uh, his entire roundup on on the feed. And it it was a great success, man. I think I spent hours, I, I literally hours going through thousands and thousands of messages just coming back a, after that beautiful display that that you guys put on. Well, I'm I'm very honored and tickled that people 
cared enough to to comment on the round uh we had a good time putting those videos up but i'm also a little sorry that i caused you so much extra work uh my apologies for that you're the best big i mean i'm not going to complain about it this is what we get paid you know not a lot of big bucks for but we get paid to do it uh and you know i i was just couldn't be more happy to to be able to answer all the questions from mr hilton head himself so (laughs) let's dive in i mean we're going to the sea pines resort Let's We're do it. Focus, focus yep. here on Harbor Town, and and where do you want to kick it off at? Well, I let's let's talk about where the course is. You know, I mentioned it's on Hilton Head Island. Um, maybe folks are familiar with Hilton Head Island. Maybe not. It is located, of course, South Carolina, the very far southeast corner of South Carolina. At that, um, Hilton Head is situated between Charleston up to the north and Savannah to the to the south. It's actually closer to Savannah, so if you were to fly into Hilton Head, uh, unless you're flying a PJ and landing right on the island, you're probably going to fly into the Savannah Airport. Um, and then it's about, you know, it's 20 miles as the crow flies, but of course the drive takes a little longer because you got to get back to the mainland and then get out to the island. Um, so then on Hilton Head Island, you know, it's it's kind of broken into sections. Um and Harbor Town sits in Sea Pines, the, the Sea Pines Resort section of Hilton Head Island. And Sea Pines is most known for, uh, and what the golf course is named after, Harbor Town, which is a little marina there right off the Calabogie Sound um, in Sea Pines Resort. It's got the iconic lighthouse. You'll see if you ever watch the golf tournament, the red and white lighthouse, and is just a popular vacation destination and really popular uh, with people that that grew up in Ohio and doing a little exploring and talking to some folks how South Carolina and, and Hilton Head in particular became very popular with the Ohio folks is you can get there in a day's drive. And that's what separated it from Florida is, you know, that drive to Florida, you're, you're probably having to stop and stay a night on the way down, especially to Orlando or points south of that. And so Hilton Head has become uh, a very popular resort destination for folks in the Midwest. So Harbortown Golf Links, it's on Hilton Head, it's in Sea Pines Resort. Um, it's it, that, That's where it's located, Cody. And of course, we're all on earth. So that's that's our, our more broad location, I guess. No, perfect. So how many times have you been out, out there to play? This was only the second time I've ever played it. I played it um, more than 10 years ago. It was also a, a very special round. Uh, my dad's mother, my grandmother, was an avid golfer. Uh, one of the reasons actually why why I love golf, She, I can remember she would take me out to her local nine-hole course up in Napoleon, Ohio. Anytime I would visit, we'd play, we'd play real golf. We'd play putt-putt. She would, she would just take me out, and so... The first time I played Harbor Town was with my dad, my grandma, and actually uh, my brother-in-law, Eric. And we, we had a great day out there. I couldn't have played any worse. I think I was nervous, you know, playing on – at that time, I was like, I didn't get to play many like really nice courses. And so I was super nervous about my game and just did not score well at all. But we had a great time, and since then, I've been looking forward to getting back and, you know, playing around Harbor Town again, which lucky to do that. Great. No, I think I've, I've had the opportunity to play out there one time and it was, you know, 14 years ago now, which seems crazy, but uh, such a beautiful place from as soon as you get really 
into to Hilton Head and we just kind of stumbled out of Savannah uh, one night, uh, my wife and I, and we just were like, well, where, where are we at now? And we decided to, to find a hotel room and, and find a spot to play golf the next day. And, um, you know, lucky enough that, that we were able to get on, on the Harbor town, but special place, um, very family friendly, mm-hmm. um, a, a great Midwest vibe, uh, completely agree with where you're going from the flocks of, of people coming down from Ohio and just really a special place to be in. It's, it, you know, it's not a Charleston vibe, uh, which is kind of gets a little, you know, hoity-toity high class every once in a while. And it's not as Savannah, where I'd say Savannah is more of a, a party scene. So it, it lands right in there uh, in the middle. Um, and it's a great spot. So a little bit more, you know, diving in on on Harbor Town, of course, designed by the legendary Pete Dye. Mr. Dye. Yep. Pete and Alice, you know, right? I, I think Alice probably played a, a, a big role in, in helping to design Harbor Town. Yeah. It came about in 1967. Um, the other person that played a big influence in the design, uh, Pete Dye was, was using Jack Nicholas to, to really help him design some of his golf courses at that time. So, uh, a, a helping hand from Mr. Nicholas. Um, and weird. Uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, really. Uh, so it, it, it was designed and opened in 1967. And then by 1969 is when it started hosting the Heritage Golf Tournament, the PGA Tour. And it's and it's been hosting that every year since then. Um, I, I think Harbortown always shows up as one of the PGA Tour players' favorite stops of the year. They love the course. Uh, it's just a lot different, I think, than a lot of the golf courses they play on. It's narrow. It's smaller. Uh, small greens requires, you know, accuracy. And, um, you know, in this day and age that it, it, it puts less of a premium on distance. Right. And so I, I think it's a fun, um, it, it, it's a fun one-off for the guys. And, you know, it always falls the week after the masters as well. And like you were saying, great family friendly spot can bring the whole family down to, to Hilton head for the week. And I think the guys really enjoy, it's a nice respite after a hectic and stressful week that, you know, they spend up in Augusta playing the masters. So um, yeah, that, that's the history of the course. I guess if, if you don't mind Cody, I wanted to just quickly talk. I, I think the history of Hilton Head Island is a little interesting too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, it became a resort destination in the fifties and mainly due to a gentleman named Charles Frazier who developed the Sea Pines Resort. That was the first area of the island to be developed. And then quickly thereafter, other similar developments sprang up around it. And so he, he was the catalyst that turned Hilton Head Island into the resort destination that it is today. Before Charles Frazier, um, you know, we can go all the way back to, it, it was a Native American destination. Um, I think, you know, tribes of native americans would travel there seasonally is what scholars think i don't know if anybody stayed out there full time um and then of course in the 16th century you had spanish explorers uh you know in and around the area making contact with with the native americans and then hilton had got its name actually in 1663 when captain william hilton british captain explorer uh noticed a headland um at the at the entry to the Port Royal Sound, and he named it Hilton's Head after himself. And 
that name stuck. That's what we know it today. And then the only other thing I want to mention, you know, the island played a role in the Civil War. It was a stronghold for the Union soldiers who used it as kind of a base of operations to block a lot of Southern ports during the war. And when, and when the war was over, a lot of freed slaves um, traveled to Hilton Head in and around that area. And actually today still, uh, if you go to, I know there's a community on Defusky Island, which is a small island uh, near Hilton Head. There are descendants of those freed slaves. Uh, they're called Gula, and they've managed to maintain and hold on to a lot of their cultural and uh, traditional identities. And so I think that's maybe the most interesting thing to me and what people don't really realize about the area, not, not just Hilton Head, but, you know, in and around Savannah, even down to Jacksonville, um, you have these descendants of uh, what were free slaves at the end of the civil war. So that's, that's uh, maybe more history than you cared about, uh, about Hilton Head, but that's kind of puts Harbor town, um, you know, somewhat amazing that a golf course has, has sprung up there. Uh, maybe not. You know, I, I guess golf courses go hand in hand with with resort areas. But uh, yeah, a little a little something to keep in mind if if you do go down there and uh, and, and see the area. No, I agree. I think there, there's something special about a lot of these these you know coastal towns in the the southeast and the history that that goes back a long ways for most you know, Americans and, you know, all the way back to colonial days and, and you know, further, further back we go. Um, I, I, you, you triggered something there with me and that was one of the Bourdain pieces that he did uh, on Hilton Head and, and, you know, the slaves and, and really everything that they have made the area out to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, every single time I, I, I think about that, it was, you know, obviously very, swampy marshland um but really the opportunity the first time in in their lives for sure that they've been given you know land and given an opportunity to make something of themselves make something of their own lives uh and, and seeing how not only did they immediately take take hold of that but but car- carried it on generation after generation after generation yeah it's uh like i said i i didn't know anything about it really until I traveled out to Defusky Island, which is just a ferry ride from Hilton Head. And I mean, you can, they, they have communities out there. They're, and it's like, holy cow, I, I didn't know anything about this history or carried on these traditions and, and the way of living. It's, it's really cool. But back to the course. Huh? <laughs> what was your, what was your favorite part about the course? Man, man? the course is, the, the course is so good. I, I think from a macro sense, it's just, it's one, it's fun to play a course that you get to see on TV every year with the, uh, with the heritage golf tournament, because I've, and, and one that I've actually gotten to go to in person a number of times as well. It, it's fun to, you know, finally play those holes that, that you get to see a bunch. Um, but I think other than that, it, it's just such a nice walk. I, I can't stress that enough. I, I think that's one of the things I really enjoy about golf. Um, and I, I think what makes it a nice golf or uh, I, I think what makes it a nice walk is it's a flat piece of land one. So you're not, you know, you're not going up and up and down hills and, and just the wildlife, the trees, the vegetation, it's, it's so peaceful out there. Um, you, you kind of feel like you're removed from 
the hustle and bustle of, of everyday life. And for me, that's, that's when I most enjoy playing golf is when you can kind of get in that um, separated mindset where you're just worried about your, the, the golf and, and just, you know, trying to have a good time and enjoy yourself and enjoy your surroundings. So I think, I think Hill Harbor town does that exceptionally well. Um, the, the course itself, you know, I, I, I kind of alluded to it, but man, it is, it, it makes you hit the ball straight and accurate. Uh, if, if there's one thing people need to know, if you haven't played it, or if you haven't seen the course, it, it's going to require you to hit, you know, precision shots off the tee, a lot of narrow fairway corridors, uh, lots of big live oaks, lots of palm trees that, that frame the fairways. So any, any offline shots, you're, you're probably just punching out as best you can. Um, it, it can be a little claustrophobic at times, certainly on, on a few of the holes, and then the greens are are small. They are they are small greens, some of the smallest on tour. And you know, again, they just require very accurate approach shots. Um, and then you know, like any Pete Dye course, it's got the famed you know railroad ties all over. Some really 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 cool bunkering, um, which I can go into on on some of my favorite holes. Um, and, and there are a lot of, you know, little lagoons, ponds, lakes. Uh, so, you know, certainly some trouble out there as well. And then, you know, hopefully you'll see an alligator or two along the way. Uh, you, you get to finish. You play 17 as a par three out to Calabogie Sound. And the course kind of opens up for the first time. And then 18, you play right along the sound back to the lighthouse. It's just, it's just a really enjoyable uh, walk that, you know, there's not really a bad hole out there. So what's your favorite hole on the course? Mm. Had a tough time with this one. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'll, I'll do the Tron Carter special where it's like, I, I can right. go so many different ways here. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to shout out though. I want to shout out number eight, which I think is a, an all world par four. It's the number one handicap out there. Long dog leg left. Um, and then once you get up near the green, you have a lagoon running all down the left side. There's like a skinny bunker that sits right between the water and the green. And it's a very slender green. It's just a very demanding hole um, and a very picturesque one at that. I think the back nine, you know, 10 probably the most meh hole of them all. And it's, it's not even that bad of a hole. I, I think the back nine is exceptional, um, really starting with 11 and, and all the way through. 13 has the coolest bunker on the course. It's a big um, kind of U-shaped horseshoe bunker, huge railroad ties, um, and it frames the green. It creates this like green that has a front tongue, this like skinny front tongue that's, um, it almost looks like a peninsula into the bunker. If, if people don't know 13 at Harbortown, Google it. It's, it's such a good green complex. Um, that one sticks out. 14's kind of a postcard par three over water. It's a great hole. Uh, 15 risk reward par five dog leg left very fun hole I mentioned 17 and 18 those are great but Cody my favorite hole my favorite hole number nine um, it's my favorite hole to watch if I'm at the tournament and uh, it's my favorite hole to play uh, the, the couple times I've been to Harbor Town. short par four we played um, Eric and I actually played the the two up tees so I, I think it played like you know, maybe 300 yards, uh, from the die tees, it's like 320. So short par four 
Uh, if you can imagine this, this fairway kind of runs, I don't know, let's call it 270 yards or so. Um, and then at the very end of the fairway, it, it's just pinched in by these, these tall trees. And so the green is, is very wide, but very narrow. It's kind of like a, a long jelly bean and the flag either sits on the extreme left or the extreme right. And so really on the tee, you're making, you're making a decision, you know, am I going to try to hit driver up close to the green? If so, I either have to hit it, you know, straight as an arrow through this, this pinched in uh, part of the fairway, or I got to get lucky. And, and, you know, if I'm among the trees, hopefully I have a lie. And then you got to take into account, okay, is the green on the right? Is it on the left? Cause even if you pull like five iron, I mean, shit pros, pros can pull. I, I think I've seen Charles Howell hit a seven iron off the tee on number nine, you know, and if the green's on the right, you want to position it on the left side of the fairway to give yourself the best angle, obviously vice versa. And it's just the type of hole where, you know, it right from the tee box, you're having to think, okay, how am I going to play this hole? And so that, that first shot and the second shot just requires a, a very decisive uh, choice on what club to hit. And you, and you, it just forces you to execute. And I think, you know, there are no hazards on the hole. There are a couple bunkers up around the green. Um, it, it's obviously not long, but I, in my opinion, it's my favorite type of golf hole. And, and that it just, you know, you, you got to be thinking and you got to execute. And, you know, it, it, it's not going to overwhelm you. It's not going to over, you know, overpower you or, or intimidate you. It, it's just a, it's the best golf hole out there, in my opinion. W- would you agree? Did number nine stand out to you? Yeah, I love it. I think the best thing about nine is that it forces you to think on the tee. You have to put your ball in the proper, you know, position on the fairway, push it up there as far, you know, far up as you want but bringing risk into it. And it's such a small green complex, well-guarded by bunkers that obviously that you want to be closer so you can have, you know, a wedge or less in, but you want to position yourself so you at least have a full swing. And, you know, of shorter par three or par fours, excuse me, that's exactly the challenge that you're, that you're looking for. And I didn't even mention, you know, that green, you you said like the, the, the two sides of it kind of run, down from the middle so so the middle's a little raised so if, like if that pins over on the right side you still got to deal with some slope you know you got to think about where am i landing this little pitch shot um it, it's it's no gimme wedge shot even if, if you do place your ball well off the tee i agree that the other crazy thing about it is that the green you know the greens are very small they're well guarded by bunkers they're well guarded by lagoons and then once you get you know 17 and 18 you 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 have more hazards that are in play yeah but man are these greens fast yes yes i mean they they are lightning and i think i know this is one of those things that comes with like any course that is played on the pga tour consistently but their level of maintenance on them and how fast you know, they keep them all the time is just crazy. And, and it's so penal for the majority of resort players that are out there that if you don't get a good caddy who is on his stuff and, and is working with you on the first couple holes, by the time you actually get to nine and then, you know, on to your, your, your inward nine, it's going to be a hard, hard day. That's exactly right. It, like those first, uh, I think maybe four or five holes are really like the, the quote unquote easiest, um, 
so, so you're exactly right. Like if, <laughs> and that's, what's tough for me, or I'm sure a lot of resort players is, you know, there's a little nerve. I, you know, I have nerves on the first tee box at any like really nice course I play. Right. Cause everybody wants to play well. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to waste your, uh, your money a little bit. Um, but it's, it's like, man, if you don't make hay on those first four or five holes, it, it's like strap in and hold on the rest of the way. If you're not, <laughs> especially if you're not hitting the ball, well, it's, you're going to have punch outs. You're gonna have awkward little pitches. You're going to have bunker shots that are like, wait, what? Um, it's, it, it'll challenge you in a number of different ways. If you're missing the fairway and you're putting your ball in trees, specifically, you know, coming out on one and two, you're immediately just pitching out back to the fairway. You do not have a shot. It's, it truly becomes like, you know, for, for a golfer like myself, okay, bogey is my par because it's like one right. pitch out and then let's try to get it on and, and two putt. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I do like that every once in a while, though. It becomes, you know, it doesn't feel overly suffocating because it, it gets tight really quick, one and two. And then it loosens up, uh, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the nine. But when you're making the turn from nine, 10, 11, 12, you feel like the trees coming in on you in these palmettos, these massive live oaks. It, 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 if you are not, you know, you don't have control of your ball off the tee. Uh, and like I said, you don't have a good caddy who's guiding you along the way. You are in trouble. But I think that's what makes some of these courses so fun because, of course, you're not playing it every day. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Or maybe, you know, not once-in-a-lifetime. Maybe you're, you're playing it annually on your whatever trip that you're going on with your family, your buddies, whoever it is. But, man, it gets tight quick it does and that's such a good way to put it where it, it those first two holes are super tight then it kind of loosens and relaxes and then i'm thinking like 11 right 10's 10's kind of open even and then on 11 right. man you're you're back in that like tunnel and you're not getting out of there until really until 17 um yeah it's <laughs> I found myself behind so many trees. Even you, you can even hit some fairways, right, and, and still be totally blocked out by by some of these massive trees, which which happened to me a few times. So I think uh, you know it used to be way more penalizing too. I think hurricanes yeah, exactly. and you know some some strong winds have took down a lot of the trees that used to be you know right at the the edges of dog legs, overhanging, yeah. um, and kind of naturally thinned itself out over time because they're. Harbor Town was known for this massive tree that's right at the anchor of this dog leg that's forcing you to go around it. Yeah, I can think specifically like 10 lost a lot of trees in a bad storm a couple years ago. So like 10 and 16 are kind of share uh, the, the two fairways are side by side. And I, I know a number of, of large palm trees got wiped out there. Um, but yeah, there, there's still enough, gosh, there, there's still enough tunnels where it's like that that claustrophobic feeling. Um I, I I could never really shake that, which, like you said, it's, it's kind of fun. It, it just forces you to play and think about golf a little bit uh, differently than than my usual uh, rounds. When I think back on a Harbor Town, I think a nine because it's such a cool risk reward. Hey, if you hit a good drive, you can go after this par four, which is so cool. You're going to remember drivable far, par fours on every course. I think at 18, because it's such an iconic finishing hole, it has everything that you get so used to seeing on TV. It's right in front of you, and you're like, wow, we've got the water. 
You got the boats. Exactly. Uh, I, you know, I see the the tower out there. I see the clubhouse. Everything you can you can have such a, a clear picture imagining. You know the shots that that great champions have hit there. But when I think of Harbor Town, I think it has some of the best par threes I've seen on any golf course. Yes, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. That was I that was in my notes, and I'm I, you didn't let me skip over that. It it is. Um, it's got to be among the best anywhere. Uh, you know, a, a couple of them, number four and number 14 kind of play over lagoons to these green sites that are, you know, you, you can picture the, again, the stereotypical peat dye, like the, the railroad ties that, that hold up the green, um, and, and separate it from, from the water. That's, that's four and 14. Um, I believe number seven, um, it, it doesn't play over any water, but there's a huge massive bunker right in front of the green. So you kind of have a, uh, a, a different type of hazard there. And then of course, 17, uh, it's probably the most, well, 14 is a good postcard. 17 is probably what, what people remember just because it kind of incorporates all those elements where you, you have to carry a, a pond. There's this, like the greens kind of build up. There's a, there's a steep, um, little hill that runs right into a small bunker but then in the background it's just the entire calabogie sound you're playing back out towards the water uh and it almost you get that first sense of like oh yeah we, we are like right by the ocean aren't we um and then it sets up like you said 18 where you play down the calabogie sound uh it, it's just great but yeah those part threes man they are they are exceptional for a guest that's coming out, what's one thing that they shouldn't miss out on? Oh gosh, um, so I was really honestly this this might not sound like that big of a deal, but I thought it was really cool. Um, Harbor Town will like I think at most of these resort courses, for whatever reason, they try to make you take a cart, uh, and Harbor Town gives you the option to walk. Right, um, even even in COVID, where they won't, they're not allowing caddies to carry your bag you know, they, they have plenty of push carts. And so grab a push cart, walk, uh, you will take a four caddy, which is very helpful. Like you said, you know, you need right. somebody to kind of guide you around. Um, but if, if folks are going, man, I would encourage you, please walk the course. It, it's just better with, with tempo and pacing anyway. Um, and it just lets you kind of enjoy and look around and, and take in the, the scenery a bit more. Um, so that's one thing I would say. They recently rebuilt their clubhouse, uh, and I think they did a, a really good job on it. I, I don't quote me on the year, but it's it's been within the last five years, I think, that it's that it's open. And they have a great great clubhouse. There's a bar up on the second. I, I guess I hate to say it's for any female listeners. I don't know what the women's locker room looks like, but I know the men's locker room. Um, they have this little bar tucked into it, and there's a balcony that overlooks the the putting green and actually the ninth, the ninth green. And so you can grab a, grab a drink, sit out on the balcony, watch people play number nine. It, it's just a really cool spot uh, after you're done playing. And then I, you know, Cody, I would say, you know, get your picture on 18 fairway in front of the lighthouse. I, I think everybody does it. And it's just such a, it's just, it's a great picture. And so, you know, don't be, don't be bashful or embarrassed. Have your, have your four caddy take a picture of the group. Uh, it, it just it photographs really well there. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's one of those places where you go and like, 
I don't want to be a tourist. I don't want to act like a tourist. But man, if I don't get this picture now, I'm going to be kicking myself for a long time because it's, it's such a great memento to take home with you. And it doesn't matter who you're playing with out there by yourself with a group of buddies, uh, family trip, you name it. It's such a cool spot. The other thing that I wanted to, to point out, too, is that obviously Harbortown is is the site of the, the Heritage you know, classic. That's where they have it. But Sea Pines also has, you know, two other course. Uh, their Heron Point, also designed by Pete Dye. And then Atlantic Dunes, designed by Davis Love III, who doesn't have that many designs. And I would say Davis Love, but ma- majority of his courses are co-designed with his brother as well. So a great spot to go. Three great golf courses to to check out and, and you know, spread out a, a, a great three or four day trip it all depends on you know how deep you want to take it yeah it's um and and i'm glad you mentioned those other two courses as well they actually both in the last again within the last five years uh have undergone major touch-ups and so they're in about the best condition and shape that they've ever been in um i i've played both of them they're you know you, you get a little bit they're both tight in the way that like Southern resort golf can get tight. You know, there's a lot of property boundaries. There's a lot of OB um, and you know, they can be very challenging, especially if the wind is up. Uh, You have to make room for all those timeshares, Randy, you know, this better than anybody. Exactly. As a, as a proud timeshare owner myself, uh, I I appreciate it. Um, But yeah, you know, it's, it's just a great spot for, uh, you know, whether it be a buddy's weekend or take your family down there, um, you can you, you can find golf and, and activities to do with with anybody. Um, I, I will say, if you do go to Sea Pines and stay in Sea Pines, you have to you have to rent a bicycle. Um, their bike trails are the best I've ever seen, and they're all over. Really, biking is is much easier to get anywhere than taking a car. So, um, please run a bike if you go down to Sea Pines as well. Randy, are we leaving anything else out there? I mean, what what else should oh, the yeah, people I can know? Tell the people I shot an eighty seven. I was pretty proud. There yeah, we go. I was proud of my eighty seven. Uh, I made a couple birdies, which which I was thrilled about. Um, I think uh, I clipped I clipped Goodbar Eric, my brother in law, uh, a couple ways. We, we were playing a a five, five, five Herman Cain, uh, Nassau match. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think what else, um, you know, it's, you kind of alluded to it. It's, it's a resort course. Um, it's, it's in, in that's reflective in the price a little bit, right? I think green fees vary from depending on the time of year you're down there anywhere from like 200 to $400. Um, I would say if, if you are, Going down there, it makes sense to purchase the golf as part of like a stay and play package, uh, which they have a number of. Um, but yeah, I you know I, I think I would encourage people. You know, the best time of year, in my opinion, down in in Hilton Head is either late fall or this time of year in the spring, um, kind of that February, March, April time frame. Uh, you, you do want to look out. They they close the course in anticipation of of the PGA event, which is the, you know, second, third weekend of April. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, other than that, man, it's, it's a great spot. I, I would encourage people if, if it's within a car drive, uh, certainly get down there. Um, 
but it's also, you know, if you're looking for something new and have never been there, take, take a flight. You can check out Savannah for a couple of days, go to Hilton Head. You can even, you know, get in the car one day and go up to Charleston if you want. If you want to find out a little bit more about Hilton Head and, and kind of the, the vibe or aesthetics that they're kind of going for, I'd, I'd like to say that Randy and TC did an excellent job last year on the Trap Draw podcast with one of their special guests that they had on. Um, what a delight. And, and for somebody who's been so entrenched in the community for so long to hear his kind of, you know, upbringing, how he got to Hilton Head, what it's all about and, and kind of tying it all in together for the people would be a, a great listen if anybody else out there is interested in it. I appreciate the, uh, the shout out that. So that's Greg Russell, who I, I probably should have mentioned right from the start. I mean, he's synonymous with Hilton Head and, and Harbor Town. He's been playing live shows with a guitar under the big live oak at Harbor Town for gosh, three decades probably now. And it is, I mean, it, it's an interactive family show. He brings kids up. It's, uh, it, it just is adults and children. Like it, it is so entertaining. Um, and it's just a, an absolute staple of Harbor Town and Hilton Head. So yes, thank you for mentioning that Cody. No problem. Randy, what a pleasure, man. I'm so happy that uh, we got a chance to chat yeah, about thank it. Thank you. I look forward. We got to do a few more of these, huh? 